guys, welcome back. This is Kevin, and it has been a while. As many of you know, I took a season away from the microphone to just spend time focusing on some other responsibilities in my home and family and life, and yet lately the Lord has just been uh, nudging me to perhaps pick this up again and share some thoughts with you. In particular, last week I had a conversation with a dear friend who who asked me for recommendations for podcasts that he could listen to, to, as he put it, rekindle the fire. And I really caught on to that phrase, rekindling the flame. Um, such Such an apt and descriptive metaphor for what I want in my own life too. I want the fire to be roaring bright. So I looked through all of my podcasts, and I have quite a collection of of different Christian podcasts that I listen to, some more often than others. But in that whole list, I couldn't really find any that fit that bill. I listened to some about theology and some about preaching and some about this and that. But rekindling the fire, I, I felt like it wasn't there. I didn't have any real recommendations for them. And then it occurred to me, that's exactly what I wanted this podcast to be from the beginning. Godly passion, holy flame. I wanted this to be a a recording of thoughts and insights and inspirations that would encourage you guys to do what I'm trying to do in my own life, to keep the fire burning bright, to rekindle the flame. And so I took that as just kind of a a prompting to just spend some time going through Scripture and just thinking about the metaphor of the fire in Scripture. And there is a lot of passages that I could go to, and I think in the weeks ahead, I'd like to do just that, just kind of talk about the fire, the spiritual fire in in our lives. But uh, the first one I came to just really was striking to me, and I, I wanted to share it with you quickly. And it comes from the book of Leviticus, of all places. When's the last time you heard a sermon from Leviticus? Well, in Leviticus chapter 6, God talks a little bit about the fire in a way that really grabbed my heart. So I'm just going to read this to you. Leviticus 6, 8. The Lord said to Moses, give Aaron and his sons this command. Of course, Aaron is the brand new high priest. This is right after they came out of the Exodus getting all the laws and rules to become a country, a nation, and a people of God. And Aaron was to be their high priest, and his sons were to follow in his footsteps. Unfortunately, not all of them did, as we're going to find out in a moment. But these were some of the first instructions that were given to him. Give Aaron and his sons this command. These are the regulations for the burnt offering. The burnt offering is to remain on the altar hearth throughout the night till morning, and the fire must be kept burning on the altar. Skip a couple verses down to verse 12. The fire on the altar must be kept burning. It must not go out. Every morning the priest is to add firewood and arrange the burnt offering on the fire and burn the fat of the fellowship offerings on it. The fire must be kept burning on the altar continuously. It must not go out. Guys, that is exactly 
what I want in my heart. I want a fire that is burning continuously day and night. And here are the instructions to the priest of God that says he is to add wood every morning to keep the fire burning. Every morning, every day, we are to tend to the fire of our hearts to keep the flame alive. Gentlemen, that is exactly what I encourage you to do. But, but first of all, that is what I want me to do. I need this reminder. I want this. And so I read this verse and I'm challenged by it. And I wonder, okay, what is it that keeps the fire from burning? What is it that causes the flame to grow dim? And there is a hundred different answers, a thousand different answers to that. And the weeks ahead, I hope to be able to share some of those with you that, that God has brought to my heart. But today, I just want to bring one to you, one idea of how to keep the fire burning. And where, more specifically, where does the fire come from? That is the most important question we can ask. And the reason I say that is because just a couple chapters later, Aaron and his sons learn a very painful lesson. So turn with me now, and I hope you have your Bible open, Leviticus chapter 10. Just a few chapters later, just as soon as Moses, essentially as soon as Moses finished giving the instructions, it wasn't but, it was the very next story listed in the account. Chapter 10, verse 1. Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, took their censers, that's the the fire holders, the, the things that you scoop up coals of fire with. And they put fire in them. And they added incense. And they offered unauthorized fire before the Lord, contrary to his command. So, fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed them, and they died before the Lord. And Moses turned to Aaron and said, this is what Yahweh spoke of when he said, among those who approach me, I will show myself holy in the sight of all the people. I will be honored. And Aaron remained silent. Wow. What? That's just like, where did that come from? It's like, here's these priests. They're worshiping God. They're doing their sacrifice. They're doing their ministry. And boom, God says, wrong. And he wipes them out, burns them. Guys, what's, what, what is this all about? This is, this is a disturbing story. If you haven't <clears throat> read it recently, you know, you got to just think about this for a minute. What is God teaching? He's teaching about his holiness. He's teaching about all sorts of things. But there's one thing in specific that I want to grab out of this passage. And that is that I believe that the primary fault of, of Nadab and Abihu was that they got their fire from the wrong place. Now, there's been commentators all through the years, centuries, um, Jewish and Christian commentaries that, that talk about this and have different theories of what exactly was going on. But to me, all that I need to know is that this verse came right after chapter 9. And in fact, the, the, uh, the, the chapter division, chapter 10, is kind of 
uh, unfortunate in this particular case because it cuts the story right in the middle. You see, there's something that happened right before this that 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 just opened up. When I read it, it opened up what's going on here. You see, where did the fire come from that Aaron and his sons were instructed to keep burning? Where did it come from originally? Well, we find out back in chapter 9, verse 23. Moses and Aaron went into the tent of meeting, and then, which is the tabernacle, the early temple. And when they came out, they blessed the people. And the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people. And fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed the burnt offerings and the fat portions of the altar. And when all the people saw it, they shouted for joy and fell face down. Guys, this was the very first time that Aaron and Moses had gone into the brand new tabernacle that had been built. And when they came out, the glory of the Lord shone to all the people. The glory came as, as a cloud, we're told in other places, and it shone to all the people. And there was fire in the cloud, and there was fire in the presence of the Lord, and there was fire in the cloud, in the tabernacle, and the fire came out. And it consumed the altar sacrifice and it started a fire. And I believe that started the fire that God intended to burn through all centuries. And it was the priest's job to keep that fire burning day and night. And Nadab and Abihu, they come along the very next day and they say, well, you know, you got, you got a fire starter, you got a flick of the bick. And they brought their own fire not authorized fire. It, the word says, in my version, it says the unauthorized fire. In some versions, it's called the strange fire or the foreign fire. It's the same word that's used in Proverbs 6 of the strange or foreign woman that was the adulterous woman that drew, um, that draws men away from God. In this case, it's, 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 it's something that doesn't come from God. It's a fire that they brought from their own provision, from their own devices. They've they wanted to start the fire. And God said, didn't you see what I just did? I brought fire from my presence. Guys, I sit in this passage and I think, Lord God, how often do I try to start my own fire? Do I try to you know, wind up my own batteries and, and spin up my own passions and my own you know, I try to get the fire from so many wrong sources. And God says, the fire that is authorized is the fire that comes from spending time in his presence. The fire of the holy presence of God is what should kindle the logs of our heart and what should burn in our hearts. So guys, I want to challenge you. Well, I want to challenge me. I need to I need to hear this again and again, these verses. I want to read it one more time in chapter 6. The fire on the altar must be kept burning. It must not go out every morning. The priest is to add firewood so that the fire will be kept burning on the altar continuously and not go out. Guys, every morning you need to be kindling your fire. And the only way to do that righteously is to be doing it in the presence of God. 
So it is the challenge that God has put on my heart that I need to give a higher priority to spending time every morning in his presence, kindling the fire, fanning the flame, allowing his holy fire to burn in my soul and to purge out any sinfulness that got accumulated the day before and relight a fire that will keep me burning for him. Uh, I shared some of this with my uh, men's group this morning and uh, one of the guys mentioned how there he had visited the tomb or the yeah the tomb of um, John F. Kennedy and there is uh, a, what they call the eternal flame there to to um, as a monument um, at the gravesite and it is a fire that was lit back in 1963 or something like that or when I, I can't remember when he died when he was buried and it has not gone out since. And the reason it has not gone out, obviously, is because it is connected to a source. And it's, in that case, a natural gas pipeline of some sort that has fed that flame and kept it burning. It is an eternal flame. So guys, I want to ask you if your source of heat and passion is coming from the presence of God. Because that is the only inexhaustible source to keep the eternal flame burning in your life. When I was a kid, we used to sing a song I haven't heard in years and years. It just came back to my mind this week. It only takes a spark to get a fire going. And soon all those around will warm up to its glowing. That's how it is with God's love once you've experienced it. We spread his love to everyone. We want to pass it on. Guys, that's what I want to be. I want to be a spark. I want to have a holy flame burning in my life continuously, and I want to light some other fires. And it's my prayer that this podcast might be something like that. I want to be a spiritual arsonist, (laughs) just lighting fires. A.W. Tozer, in the introduction to his amazing book, The Pursuit of God, he says, and I'm, I'm not quoting because I don't remember it exactly, but he, he said, my flame may not be large, but it is real, and it is my prayer that it might spark some fires around me. And that's my prayer too. Guys, we need to be fire starters. But first, we've got to start the fire in the hearth of our own soul. And that fire has to come from the being in the presence of Almighty God. So that's my prayer for you right now. Let me pray that over you. Holy God, we come to you. In the fear of the Lord, we come to a holy God who, whose fire never dims. And we ask, oh God, that you would rekindle the flames in our hearts because they, they have dwindled I confess in my own heart, my flame has dwindled. I've been distracted by so many things. But I want to return to the fire of God. I want to return to your presence. I want to spend time every morning in the tent of meeting, visiting, worshiping, ministering before a holy God and being rekindled by your holy fire. I pray that for my friends that are listening. Oh, Father. 
Rekindle their flame now. Fan it into flame. Let it roar into a burning inferno that they might be fire starters in this world. Flames of holy love. Lord God, thank you. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you for warning us of doing it the wrong way, but inviting us back into your presence. What an amazing privilege that is. We love you. We worship you. And we come to you now with burning hearts. In Jesus' name.